You're listening to Ramsey Everyday Millionaires, where we talk retirement, building wealth, and outrageous generosity. Roxanne's in Portland. Hi, Roxanne. What's up? Hi, Dave. I am doing pretty good. I'm calling with a question about uh, baby step four. My husband and I are just starting this part of our journey, and I'm wondering if I should max out my 401k or um, meet my match for my employer and max out my Roth IRAs as well. 401k available as a Roth? Um, it's not a Roth. It's a traditional. Is it available as a Roth? They don't. They don't offer that at your at your office. Correct. Okay. All right. Here, there's a rule of thumb. Okay. Mathematically, match beats Roth, beats traditional. Okay. So what that would tell you to do, I think, in your situation, are you married? I am. Okay. So I would do my match. It still gets more it gets more complicated then because we're doing this as a household with both of your offerings, not just you as a single person because you're not a single person. So as right. a household, because you can, you know, name him as your beneficiary, he can name you as his beneficiary. What's yours is mine. Mine is yours in divorce court anyway when it comes to retirement accounts. So all that to say, um, you're perfectly safe and perfectly fine for it to be heavier in one name or the other. Does he have a 401k? He does not, and he does not have access to one. Okay. He is a business, a small business owner. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Does he have uh, employees? He does not. Okay. Very easy. All right. So he has a SEP available to him, a simplified employee pension plan, or a simple IRA, which is a 401k for small business, and he has a traditional individual Roth IRA available to him. So rule of thumb, and all of those are available as Roths, by the way. So Roth beats traditional, but match beats everything. So we take your total household income, 15% of that total income is your baby step four contribution. Turn that into an actual dollar amount, and let's just make that up. Let's just call that $25,000 is 15% of your income. What is your income, by the way? Household. Between the two of us, 120000 Gosh, I got pretty close. Okay, so seventeen, eighteen thousand bucks. 18000 Okay, is your 15% of your situation. All right, so let's call it eighteen. And how much is your match? My match is half of 6%, so 3%. 3% if you put in 6? Correct. Okay, so you're going to put in 6. What do you make? I make about 100000 he makes twenty thousand bucks at his small business. It's uh, not. It's not a. He plays music for a living. Not much. <laughs> <laughs> he plays. Yeah. Anyway. Because <laughs> I bet he plays a ton to still even make he that plays much. Plays a ton. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so, uh, whole other discussion. All right. So the we're trying to get to eighteen thousand. You make a hundred thousand. You're going to put in six thousand in order to get that three percent match. All right? Okay. You follow me? Yep. All right. We're trying to get to 18, so we need, still need to do 12. So if we did two Roth IRAs at six each, one in each yep. of your names, you'd be fine. Great. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. You would get there and sit down with a SmartVestor Pro, and they'll help you pick out some good mutual funds. We always recommend spreading your investing across four types of mutual funds, growth, growth and income, aggressive growth, and international. But Dave, have you looked at the stock market? 
My 401k is a 201k. What is wrong with you? Well, here's what's an interesting thing. CNBC just printed this out. Nearly 40% of investors who pulled money out of markets in the last year regretted it. Oh, so you figured out that when you pull money out of the market that it's a dumb idea because you usually pull it out when it's down. So you bought high and sold low. That's kind of the opposite of what you ought to be doing. All right. Well, the stock market is crashing, Dave. Don't you know? Yeah, I do know. I just pulled it up just a second ago. Let me just tell you what it says today. Let's see here. Today, the stock market is down in the past 12 months, day over day, 12 exact months, 7.5%. That is not crashing. Bitcoin is down 52%. That is crashing. That's a train wreck. Okay. That's a train over the mountain in a black and white <laughs> film wreck. Okay. But 7.5% is not your 401k became a 201k. You didn't lose all your money. Now, it's down from, let's see, the high points January the 4th. It looks like 36,000, almost 37,000 Dow, and the Dow's down around 31 right now. So it's down more than 7.5% since January. But over the last 12 months, it's down 75 That's not exactly a crash. It's not good. I'd rather it be up 17%. I'm not happy about that, but it's not exactly re reason for you to panic. Time is the ultimate weapon when it comes to investing, said Matt Schultz, the chief credit analyst at LendingTree. Gives younger investors a huge advantage over their older counterparts. Uh, unfortunately, however, Gen Z and millennials risk squandering that advantage if they pull their money out of the market when times get tough. Well, let me just help you with this, Matt. All of you are stupid when you pull your money out of the market when it gets tough. You don't have to be Gen Z. You can be, uh, you can be 50, 60, 70 years old, and you just go, oh, God, and you sell low. That's just the worst possible time to sell it. Ride the wave. Trust that better times are ahead, this quote says, and I agree with that. Ride the wave. So my quote always is, "Those that no one gets hurt on a roller coaster except those that jump off in the middle. But here's an interesting thing. Some 38% of investors said they sold stocks last year due to a current event like extreme inflation, Ukraine, whatever, according to a study from Magnify Money. Of that group, 40% said they wish they hadn't done it. Hmm. The online survey of more than 1,000 U.S. consumers was conducted in a on April 15th. And the other 60% just... Uh wouldn't admit it. Yeah, they wouldn't. They, they haven't seen it. They, they still haven't looked realized. at it. They still haven't looked at it. Because here's, here's an interesting thing with the fear that happens there. We've talked about this before where there's psychological studies done that say you have to gain $3 to feel like you broke even with a $1 loss. Hmm. Losses have more impact on your psychology than gain does. Right. More negative impact than gain does positive impact. Right. And so, in other words, we all like, you know, we all are negative ninnies at, at our soul in some sense yep. you know and so uh, the thing that goes with that then is this idea that that um then they add a narrative to it when they get out that is hyperbole that's not true that's exactly right okay so they say things like well, back in 1987 black monday i lost everything yeah. in the stock market what do you what do you been listening to your grandfather from the Great <laughs> Depression? You didn't lose everything. The stock market didn't go to zero. You had the money in mutual funds and it went down twenty five percent in one day. But you didn't it didn't go to zero. It was a cataclysmic event. It was not a good day, but it didn't go to zero. <laughs> and so you didn't lose everything. What happened was you pulled your money out at the bottom and you felt really stupid. Because you were, 
stupid for doing that. And then you had to make up this story that made it sound like the stock market is the villain. Right. And that you just got off on a lifeboat just in time. Yeah. Well, and it was just, you know, it's not, you don't put money in there because I lost everything back in the, right back in the day or whatever. I had all my money and went and got to zero. And no, it didn't. <laughs> it's mathematically impossible. Unless you had all your money in a single company and that company went completely broke and was liquidated and they had no assets and the Chapter 7 bankruptcy trustee couldn't sell the assets and get a dime because that would have been distributed to the stockholders. So, I mean, this is almost physically impossible for you to get absolutely zero. Now, I lost a lot. Yeah. Or I lost an amount that made me feel really scared. These are accurate statements. Yep. But we have to add to this somehow to put a stake in the ground to somehow offset, to create a story to offset the fact that we know this was a bad idea. That's right. And nearly 70% of Gen Z investors pulled money. 70% said of a 10. They have only known this bull run for the last few years and they don't know what even they don't know the roller coaster goes down ever, right? So here we are. Wait a minute, it goes down too. Who knew? Exactly. Yeah. So ride it out. I got to get out. Ride no, it out. this is exactly the wrong time to sell. Oh, by the way, the market's down. That means it's on sale. This is the time to buy. Put it's more. not the time to sell. Thanks for tuning in to Ramsey Everyday Millionaires. To check out all our podcasts, just search Ramsey Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.